ladies. Good evening. Good to see you again. Hello. This is Lisa. This is Aura. This is Erica. And we are going to talk to you tonight to continue on about Fanconia syndrome. And we're going to touch base on your kidney system. We're going to talk about your muscular system. We're going to talk about our nervous system. Exciting stuff. I hope you guys are ready. Episode 5. Woohoo. So, guys, I don't know if you remember last week, I was talking about that woman with Franconi syndrome and she had bone pain and muscular weakness. Yeah, I remember. Okay, well, I want to talk to you about her muscular weakness. Since um, your kidneys, they're protected by your skeletal muscle, so we're also talking about your muscle a little bit, but your skeletal muscle protects your organs in, in your urinary system. As we learned, your kidneys maintain your sodium, your potassium, and your calcium. And these are needed for your muscle excitation and contraction. And also a decrease in your potassium, that is hypokalemia, that affects your nervous system. Also affects your heart, but that's another subject for next time maybe. So your nervous system we're going to get to, but I want to let you know, also leads to your proximal muscle weakness and atrophy. Now, proximal muscle weakness is your muscles closer to your body's midline and atrophy just means the degeneration and the breakdown destroying that particular cell or muscle and as we were saying before Fanconi syndrome is a type 2 fiber atrophy okay guys so I'm going to talk about the nervous system and how that affects your muscles and why it affects your kidneys and your muscles and I'm going to try not to be convoluted here but I'm going to start by telling you your full effort of your muscle, you're trying to, to do something, doesn't produce, if it doesn't produce your muscle contraction or movement, your muscles are weak. And with Franconi, it's due to your voluntary muscle contractions that are generated when your brain sends a signal through your spinal cord and nerves to your muscles. So when we're talking about the nervous system, here's your central nervous system, which is your conscious control that you move your skeletal muscles and your peripheral without conscious control your body's doing it for you thank god because if we had to do all those movements and you know control ourselves and everything ourselves that would be too much i think we have enough to do in this life so i'm also going to add that your somatic is your somatic nervous system is your skeletal muscle that's where that takes place but your autonomic nervous system also has your kidneys so it's your smooth muscle cardiac and kidneys lungs etc etc your bladder also so your your nervous system has sensory receptors in your organs so you have afferent and those are your brain your afferent actually your afferent nerves go up to your brain and those nerves send the sensory information say if it's hot it's negative feedback if you're hot on the outside, your hypothalamus tells your body it needs to cool off. Example, like sweating. Not that that has to do with Fanconia, but just to give you an idea. Your motor is your efferent nervous system. Efferent nerves from your brain to your effector organs, which is your muscles and sends neurotransmitters. Your autonomic are efferent neurons. And your autonomic neurons controls your smooth muscle and other things so your autonomic neurons affect your organ systems 
and you have your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system. So in your sympathetic nervous system, it starts in the middle of your spinal cord, and that's your fight or flight. It increases your blood flow to your skeletal muscle, and your heart output goes up. But your skeletal muscle is what we're talking about here, and it all turns back around to how the nervous system and the muscles work together. Your parasympathetic, that's your urination, excretion of waste products, starts in your brainstem or the bottom of your spinal cord. It's your rest and digest. It keeps your homeostasis, which is your steady state of your body, maintaining your body's decreased flow, and it decreases the flow to the skeletal muscle. So if either your parasympathetic or your sympathetic nerve system are not working properly, they're both a, a condition of Fanconia syndrome. Not a condition, but you know, they're going to cause. Those are yeah. reasons why Fanconia system can happen and why if your nerves aren't sending the signals to your muscles, your muscles are going to be weak. That's one of the reasons. And I'm just going to end this with, uh, you know, the, about the nervous system right now with the fact about your neurons that are in your lowest somatic nervous system. They originate in your ventral horn of the spinal cord and they project long axons directly to your skeletal muscle. So it all works together, guys. Thank you. So now before we continue on, I'm going to tell you we have a fun fact time coming up. Yay! Erica is going to share her fun fact time with you. So ladies, I found a research that says that more than 2,600 people with poor kidney function was strongly associated with decreased blood flow to the brain. They also found um, an increased risk of memory and thinking problems. Incredible. Wow, I can't believe that. That sounds pretty sad that, you know, I have enough memory problems as it is, so I don't want that. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, ladies. Um, yes, Aura. As we all know, Fanconi syndrome is a disorder of the kidney tubes in which certain substances normally absorbed into the bloodstream by the kidneys are released into the urine instead. Yeah, that is correct. Which also ties into the tubule reabsorption. Oh, wow. Reabsorption? So what do you mean? What happens with the tubule reabsorption? Well, the importance of uh, the proximal tubule reabsorption is that 65 of the salt and water is reabsorbed, but that is still too much filtrate. In addition, 20% of water is reabsorbed through the descending limb of the loop of Henley. Loop of Henry? No, Henley, Lisa. Oh my God! I thought you said Henry. <laughs> first, okay, first, first of all, uh, it happens continuously and is unregulated. And secondly, the final fifteen percent of water is absorbed later in the nephron under hormonal control. Lastly, fluid entering loop of Henley, not Henry, Lisa, <laughs> is. Is isotonic to extracellular fluids. Okay, now that all sounds great and everything, and I know some of that we talked about nephrons <laughs> and just learning about this loop of Henley, not Henry thing. So that sounds very scientific, though. Can anyone explain in layman's terms what the loop of Henley does? I can. Yay. <laughs> okay, so Erica, give it to us. Tell us all about it. Oh, the loop of Henley is a U. It's a long U-shaped portion of the A U-shape? Yeah, U-shape. Okay. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, now I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm picturing it. What else? Um, the principal function of the loop of Henley appears to be the recovery of water and sodium chloride. Sodium chloride? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that, that's making it more together. sense so far. Anything else? Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> See, now I can picture it. It's a U shape and it helps with the absorption or the reabsorption of sodium and water. Yeah. Yeah, and among other things. <laughs> you got things. it, girl. Okay, guys, so we're wrapping up episode five of our Fanconi Syndrome podcast. Not Fanconia, as I made a mistake in saying, as I usually do. But next week, we're going to touch base on cardiac, respiratory, and the endocrine system and wrap it all up. Wonderful. Nice talking on this podcast. Bye-bye, ladies. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week.